Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So Mitch, you're in this Jeep Grand Cherokee driving with Jenna and you guys are are cutting your way through these streets and you see that she parks in front of a place called the, you see a sign up front on the side of this red brick building and it's called the JS Bean Factory. It's in St. Paul. And you kind of see where, like, you you see the front of it and you see, like, these double glass doors. But you see on the side of it, you can see where it goes back, like, to a back area. And you see it has, like, these metal crafted, like, smaller tables where, like, three or four people can sit, you know, that's circular. Or it kind of has, like, this, like, an old school picnic bench that's kind of in the back there where people can sit and have coffee. And that has, like, these lanterns that kind of hang from these ropes you know what i mean that go across the open sky like from one end to the other you know and it has like there's plants and it's real like kind of a lack of a better term like urban hipster kind of relax sit here and drink your coffee vibe where people you know can go sit back and have privacy and sit there and and not be overheard and jenna turns off the key uh, turns off the jeep and she turns and looks at you and she's like Warren, there's one one thing I need to ask you to to do while interacting with these people when they come here. It doesn't have to happen today, but it but it needs to happen for the good of our family. We need? we need you to see what you can see if you can get any information from the one named Katow about anything dealing with the Malkavians. There's word going around right now that something may have have happened with that clan and we feel that Katow might be the source of that information that's that's been been being that's been going about in our social circles don't be too upfront about it do what you're good at see if you can get him to open up but Great. we it'll help me out all right, help. I'll do it okay so they'll be here in about 30 minutes so you're free to do what you need to do you asked to be here uh let's 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 have some fun you know she kind of opens the door and gets out and uh walks around the the front of the jeep between two another vehicle that's parked on the side of the road and kind of steps on the sidewalk and is waiting for you to get out Warren will cock an eyebrow when she says fun and then he'll open the door and sort of slowly get out he'll take stock of his surroundings i'm gonna go buy a coffee you go ahead and do that. and I'll, I'll go with you. Is that okay? I'd prefer you didn't. Okay. I'll be in the back area then, okay? Okay. All right. 
and as you can see like she has to walk through the front doors with you you know what i mean but she to get to the back here which i'll explain but she like just kind of walks in separately doesn't you know crowd your space so when you walk into you sh you go first actually you open up the one the glass double doors you see like on the front there's like flyers for like local bands that are playing at different you know what i mean different clubs and stuff like that and you can kind of see like flyers for random like yoga clubs or something that are kind of taped on there and you op you you open the door and walk in and you see like the 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 floor is like this like it's wood you know like a um hardwood floor and you could see like it's got some scuff marks or whatever but it kind of matches like the ambiance of this place inside and you, as you look around you can see like there's some like leather sitting leather sitting couches that are kind of like in a couple corners and you see like there's some tables some some like wooden tables that are that are about that are kind of like a lighter shade of the mahogany that you see on the floor you can see there's like kind of vibrant colors that are that are along the wall you see there's plants and vines that are kind of like in the corners that go along the top you you hear like this uh you know very relaxing like acoustic acoustic like song where, where there's like a not like really a band playing and just like a soothing voice of, of some folk singer that's singing through and you see that there's there's a handful of people that are in there sit and sitting there like young vibrant people that are like full of life this isn't like the the this isn't like the 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 coffee houses of the 90s you know this is where like people are going to enjoy their lives and talk about things that they enjoy like art and music and so on and so forth and as you walk as you walk in you see like there's this in the center of this establishment there is where the coffee is made it's almost like four bars that are connected like in a square so and you kind of see like behind it there's like more chairs and stuff like that but you see hanging from the ceiling there's this like chalkboard like a school chalkboard kind of thing where like there's a menu that's like drawn up in like bright different color chalks you know and like different types of drinks and you can see the actual bar itself you see like these espresso machines and you see all the stuff that is used to make coffee like the different flavors that are put in there and you see his old cash register and you see that there's some lady that's that's like sitting there working and she kind of has like you know blonde hair and, and it's kind of like cut to her shoulders a little bit and she has like a like a pencil that's behind her ear and she's wearing like a t-shirt with like mm -hmm. some like band random band name that you don't even recognize and has jeans on and she looks like vibrant you know and excited to see you and and you know when you look at her you know you don't get the sense that it's like a fake being happy that she's just generally young and naive and as you come walking up she's like well, welcome to the jazz bean factory what, what would you like I'll need a minute to look at the menu, please. Yes, definitely, definitely. Take your time, and and she turns around and you know goes and does like like starts wiping off some stuff. And as you say that, you can kind of see Jenna is like walking to the right around the bar area, this the square of a bar, into where you see that there's like another set of glass doors in the far right corner, and you can see she opens it up. And when she opens up, you can see kind of in the back patio area where people can go out there and drink coffee too. Okay. Warren's going to just sort of take a moment and he'll open up his senses, um, his sense of smell, his sense of hearing, try to get a feel for the place, see if there's anything that catches his attention. So when you turn on your smell, you just smell like the deep aroma of like, like good coffee. You know what I mean? You smell like coffee beans and you smell like steamed milk and you smell like these really like 
fresh and vibrant like like delicious smells you know and you could smell like even like the wax that kind of is is like maybe a couple of years old that is still on the, the the hardwood floor you can smell that smell of that wax you can as you're sitting there looking up at the sign you can catch you can catch the smell of like this perfume that's like just very fragrant fragrant and and almost just just like i said is is it's a sign of like something that that it's a sign of life. You know what I mean? It's a sign of something that you haven't been connected to in quite a long time. And you look and you see that it's this young lady brunette, like, like looks like she may, you know, be like, like of, of some kind of middle Eastern, you know, descent. And she's in there talking to like a Caucasian guy, you know, who has like his hair and like a man bun. And they're just in there having this really like enjoyable conversation. And you could hear them talk and you can hear the signs of like flirtatiousness going, that's going on between them. And you can kind of see like her hand gently, like patting his knee and him just like smiling and showing his teeth. And you, and you, and you can hear their conversation and i'm not going to go through like the conversation but it's about stuff that people in their early 20s talk about and you're just kind of for a moment you just kind of like find yourself lost in the smell and in their conversation you know what i mean like you're almost you're almost drawn into a sense of comfort i would almost say that you have a warmth a warmth and caring that you haven't felt in your life in, in fucking decades dude and you see that in this simple conversation with these smells or i mean you, you in your in your hyper vigilant corner of your mind don't sense any threat currently that is within this coffee at least the indoors of the coffee shop what's the barista's willpower score uh we'll say the barista's willpower score is like a five okay uh two successes to open up telepathy with her okay definitely i'm just reading the top layer of her thoughts so you're sitting there and you hear this conversation with these people and then you turn around and you kind of like in the back of your head, like I got to focus on the mission. You know what I mean? And you turn back, and you look at the lady as she's cleaning. And as you kind of, you, you find a, a moment where you close your eyes for a second. And it's not like you're sitting there, like in the middle of this place with your eyes all closed, like, oh, and people are going to see this weird dude standing with his eyes closed. But there comes a moment where you go back and you're looking at the sign and you close your eyes and you know when you do this it feels like it takes like a minute for your eyes to close but in reality it's just like you're slowing down your your thoughts and you're slowing down everything that's around you and you're kind of pushing it out of your head and when you push it out of your head and you feel this absolute like like it's like the critical moment where you feel empty before the pain starts because you're so used to when you have to like empty out your, your consciousness and, and empty out who you are is when the pain starts and you have to replace that with pain for other skills of yours. We've talked about that before, like the sensory deprivation and all the stuff that you went through and the torture that you went through at the hands of Cynthia. But at this moment, you've learned to like push your mind, push everything out of your mind and you open your eyes and this lady turns around and she slowly looks at you. And it, like I said, it seems to be going in slow motion. And there comes a moment where she almost thinks that she's about to tell you you know, ask you, oh, are you ready to make your order? That you you look at her and you feel this connection. And within your head, the smells and that conversation that you that are still lingering in your mind is replaced with what you see of her right now. And you see quickly in your mind, you see like like you see a website of like her bank account and you can kind of see that like it's scrolling up and down and you can see like the numbers are really low you know what i mean like like she's stressing and then you can see like this flash of like her roommate and you can see like like her roommate getting angry at her and like telling her she's not gonna like you know like she will have a rent and don't quit bugging her about her fucking rent and then you see like this flash of like her father 
looking down at you know what i mean looking down on her i don't mean like literally looking down at her but like literally telling her like can't you do something better with your life why don't you go back to school you know what i mean like why did you have to drop out of school and then it comes a moment where all these like like thoughts come flashing through your head and then they slowly you push them out and then the same pain and remorse come back into your head and you're seeing like this lady looking back at you smiling and she's like are you are you ready to order sir i think i am and she like takes your order you know what i mean and as she takes your order she like uh, takes the cash from you and puts it in the register and goes to making your coffee what's going on in your head right now is just standing there waiting for the coffee warren's just sort of getting a sense for the area he wants to know you know through her he was hoping to see if it was like a particularly busy night if anything weird had occurred anything that she was thinking about that may have occurred earlier in the evening or that she's expecting to occur later in the evening um, he's just really sort of getting a sense for the place because he's really not comfortable being outside of the Chantry. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel what you mean, but I would almost say you can you can take away the thought that if that's what's on her mind, what you saw, then really nothing at work is. You know what I mean? Like that means she has too much time to think. She's not busy enough to keep her mind off of it. So that to me would tell me if she was able to sit there and be thinking about that while at work, then obviously, you know what I mean? She's not busy or something important is going on at work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So she eventually, like five minutes later, like kind of slides a coffee in the pickup area, which is like to the right of the bar, to which you can have open sight of the back area. She kind of hands you your coffee and smiles at you and turns around and goes back to doing something behind the bar. Okay. I'll leave her a 20 as a tip and I'll take the coffee and go outside. There's a moment where like, you know, she turns around and she like sees you put the 20, you know, like in the jar. You know what I mean? Like she sees it's a 20. She's like, sir, sir, sir. What? You, you, I think you... I think you put you might have put the wrong bill in here, sir. No, I didn't. And she just kind of you see she looks perplexed at you for a moment, and you can see like when she's looking at you, and there's a there that that point where you say no, you didn't, and the way that your your facial expression is, and the sound of like the to be honest, because dude, whenever you do Warren's voice, I just hear a sense of despair, you know, and you can see where like a maternal instinct in her like like picks that up, and you can see this look of like sadness and compassion like come across her face as she sees you and she's kind of like just you see she forces a smile but it's like a warm smile you know what i mean like she wishes she could reach across this bar with her looks and kind of like ease whatever pain that you're feeling at that moment and she just says thank you i i really appreciate it thank you warren will sort of give her a little nod and then he'll take his coffee and he'll walk to the back and as soon as he opens the doors to the outside and lets go of them he will activate obfuscate two to sort of just vanish into the crowd. You see, like there's like about maybe like five or six, you know, like again, people sitting scattered out. But you see, Jenna is like sitting at this table where like four people can sit. It's kind of like one of those higher tables where like the the, the chairs are like almost like bar stools in a way, and it's kind of like in the corner. And you see, there's like like a rose, some rose bushes that are within this area. You know what I mean? That are like planted in a box that are sitting there, and you can see like the street is like driving by, you know, and it's kind of like it's not too hidden, but you know, like on the other side of this like fence of where she's at. So we will cut to William. William, you drive your car up. Uh, you start making, like to reiterate, this is in an area, this is in an area of St. Paul where like 
where it's not like downtown Minneapolis where it's like these chic clubs and you know what I mean? This is like, a, this is a part of St. Paul where there's like record shops and like used bookstores. And it's definitely like, you can tell where like the college kids like to claim this area of their own, you know what I mean? And there's like a couple coffee shops and maybe some like brewery bars, you know what I mean? Where people like, like local bands will play and stuff. So you're driving like this Beamer in this neighborhood and it, I'm not saying you stick out or anything, you know what I mean? But it's definitely not like downtown Minneapolis, you know? And so you pull your car aside and what are you going to do? Uh, it's Catal somewhere around here. Uh, Catal, I would say, is going to probably be, because you gave the place to meet at. And so he'll probably be here like five minutes after you. Yeah. So you can wait for Catal if you'd like. You know, I'll probably enter the coffee shop, whatever. Okay. So you, uh, as you get out of your car, and you're walking along the front sidewalk, like you could see that angle into the back area that I told that, that I said that Warren could see. And you could see that like Jenna's sitting there at a table. You recognize her, you know, she's sitting there. Just, you know, not like just kind of looking about. Well, first I'll probably sort of, you know, give a sort of wave to Jenna, you know, not like smiling at anything, just, you know, to signal I'm here. She she just kind of like waves to you and just kind of like just kind of does a gentle you know gesture for you you know you to join her in the back. Miss Peoples, it's nice to see you again. You know, after you walk through the back and you get back, then you say that she like motions. Hey, and she gets out of her chair and she's like, "Hey, it's nice to see you again." She's like, uh, "Come and have a seat here. Have a seat." Uh, is Katal with you or? He's coming. He'll be here oh, in a couple of minutes. How have you been? I haven't I haven't talked to you. How's everything? How are you handling everything? It's fine, I suppose. There's a lot of problems to deal with currently, unfortunately. As you may very well know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry to hear what happened. And um we'll talk about this more when Katal gets here. I think I think we can help you out. I really do, William. And what have you been up to? Well, I'm kind of in shock too, and almost in a sense of mourning because Ophelia was a dear friend of mine and uh. And yes, I'm sure. She, she, she. Well, we'll wait for Katow to get here. How about that? It's a beautiful night, though, isn't it? It is. It is. She just kind of like starts small talking. You see, Warren. By the way, you see the figure of William walking. And William, why don't you describe real quick, just a quick overview, like how you're dressed at the moment? Charcoal gray suit. You know, that's probably it. Tie, no tie, or is he kind of like uh, casual? Well, hmm. I think he'd have a tie this point but All right. like very conservative style so katow before we even get to your scene uh you had something interesting happen to you last session where you were where you had a frenzy and you had to escape and we know the clan gangrel flaw of picking up an animalistic trait when that happens why don't you describe uh what your your animalistic trait is that you picked up all right so i decided that i sense the the traits don't have to be just physical traits; they can also be mental. And so I decided that for Kaitao, he he can no longer recognize a human smile as a friendly gesture, because as with people, like you know, smiling is a normal thing, but there's no such really no equivalent for any animal, really. You could right. even take it one step further and make it perceive smiles as a threat, you know, because when animals show teeth, they sort of threaten each other. Exactly. So yeah, I I like that a lot. Now. What is going on in your head at the moment, Katal, while you like pull up in front of this 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 coffee shop? Well, right now he's what's going through his head is that that um that 
maybe now now that now that they've had some uh, time to like re- regain their senses, that they're trying. He's trying to like he's trying to try to see like okay, so what can I get out of these people? Because I need he knows has he actually has objectives now. I need to find out what happened to uh, Jonathan Chase and Ophelia. I need to find out you know how what to do what to do with Jonathan Chase's ghoul. Can they help me in this? Can they not help me? Do I have to just deal with them? Like I just have to care about the you know, interacting with other kindred now instead of just ignoring them like it did. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of thrust into having to be part of the scene, uh, part of the part of the society. Exactly. Especially with Annabelle kind of being a primogen now, you know what I mean? And you guys only being too deep. You when you get out of the car, you see like William sitting there. Uh you see him with Jenna. You've seen Jenna's face around and everything. Yeah. And are you are you gonna go what are you gonna do? Are you gonna let me know what you're gonna do? You're gonna go to the coffee shop, walk in there or yeah, first, first of all, I'm going to see if I recognize anyone else, for, just, not just at the table, like anyone else in the surrounding like, the restaurant. Just like, is there anyone else like listening in on this? Not that you can notice at the moment. You know what I mean? You don't see anyone. You just see, like, you actually kind of see Jenna strategically chose like an area that, like, where that table's placed at, there's not area around it where people can linger. You know what I mean? Like, the other chairs and everything like that are kind of like, you know what I mean? Further away from it. So she was almost tactical in the way that she picked it. All right. So now that his, uh, uh, parano- now his uh, caution has been just been satisfied. So he will approach the table. You see, uh, you see, uh, and you see that Warren, by the way, William. You see that, and you see Jenna stand up. She's like, Katow, please have a seat. All right. She's like, I'm. This, uh, I'm waiting for my associate to get here, and once he gets here, we can start. You, you hear her say that, uh, Warren. <sighs> Warren will take a seat next to her, but he'll remain obfuscated. So you're not going to show yourself to them at all, or? Not yet. Okay. So I, I want to get their measure first. Okay. What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? I'm just looking at, you know, their general appearance, clothing, trying to discern if any of them are carrying weapons, that sort of thing. Are any of you two carrying weapons at the moment? No. I don't I... think William is. Okay. Yeah, no. I, gave my, I gave my gun to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. Actually, he did. I might have that gun. I don't remember if I got rid of it or not. I think you threw it away. Yeah, I think I did. So yeah, you don't see any weapons on them at the moment. You see, like I said, well, you see William being as well dressed as he is, and you see kind of see Katow. You know what I mean? Being how Katow looks with his leather jacket and his jeans, and you you know what I mean? You can kind of I don't know if you want to use like or perception or anything like that, but they kind of look like I guess some two somewhat normal individuals. Nah, he won't use aura perception yet. Mm-hmm. After about a minute or two of studying them, he'll uh pull the lid off of his coffee, take a deep, deep whiff of it, and then he'll put it on the table and he'll drop his obfuscate. So you two are sitting there like looking around, William and Katow, and then you kind of turn your look, your head, and you see that this figure's sitting here. And I'm not going to do it like they poof out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, ha-ha, I was obfuscated, but it was more like, oh, I didn't see you walking. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like you're kind of a little caught yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how it works, like, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like your mind tries to rationalize what happened to where, oh, they must have walked around me or, oh, this guy is quiet on his feet or, and you see the figure of Warren sitting there. So you all first are sitting there and she's like, oh, sweet. Very, oh, hello, everyone's Warren. here. Yes. Start. Warren, I'd like you to meet William and I'd like you to meet here, Katow. Uh, Katow, William, this is Warren. Uh, he's a good friend of mine and uh, he, he's someone I consider family. William Strother. Pleasure to meet you. Warren will uh, nod and he'll hold the coffee cup with both hands as he does so. 
yeah, William will extend his hand and just sort of, you know. Warren will nod. Kachow, nice to meet you. Warren will nod. So, I think we all know why we're here. I explained to Warren the situation, but I spoke to you before about how Ophelia and I kind of had similar goals. And I'm afraid what we were working together with, and it saddens me, might be part of the reason why whatever happened to her happened. You know, William, that when I spoke to you and Ophelia for the first time last year, I asked a favor of you to look into that gentleman, Roman Dunsern. Indeed you did. I'm curious as to why. Well, I explained to Ophelia that my family is disturbed by not only what Roman represents, but about some of the things that he has done in the city. And Ophelia told me that you all are aware of what he was capable of and that you, and she looks at you, Catal, even saw him in the middle of one of these such acts. So how long have you known about this? We have had our ideas that it's been going on for a while. But we feel that we feel that Roman is systemic, is systemic to his his issue is is, is a, a symptom of a much larger issue going on in the city. Oh, you have no idea. Well, that's why we're here, so we can all have an idea. All right, Kaitao, what's your willpower? Uh, max or t- current? We'll say current. Okay, current willpower, I have four left. Zero so successes. Okay, well, that works. <laughs> My so mind is a fortress. Stupid ones. <laughs> <laughs> while, they're, while they're sitting here talking about things that you have already been briefed on, kind of by Jenna, you kind of closed your eyes for a second while they're talking. And you you, you see for a second William Alcatel's like saying, you know, how long have you known this? You're kind of out of the corner of your eyes are looking at this oddball with a cup of coffee in his hand. Because I would say that maybe this guy makes you feel like, you know what I mean? Like he's not all there. And you see that he closes his eyes for a second like he's like, thinking to himself and then he opens him and you see he kind of like looks right at Katow and Katow there's a moment where you're talking you're doing what normal people do well you know what I mean you're looking around and for a second you look at him and then you see him looking at you and then he just looks away and you kind of just like shrug it off you continue on with the conversation when you wait what it is with you Warren is you do that like you push everything out and you look right at him and when you look at him like a Katow's eyes and he looked at you, it's like slamming your face against the wall almost. And and for a second, when you kind of like are sitting there taking aback, you look at him, you realize like you get the sense from him like apex predator. You get the sense from him like where for a second you stop and you realize like, oh, this isn't like the coffee shop person or this isn't like the normal people I've done this with. And and But he doesn't do it as a threatening way. You just sense this predator side of him that almost like makes his mind like you think that's maybe why the reason why you couldn't reach into his mind. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. By the way, which you'd probably also notice because William is at the moment a humanity three, you know, so he sort of doesn't do these little human things that people do. You know, these small twitches or playing. He doesn't. I, I think he'd probably even like blink a lot less often. A normal person would. Yeah, yeah, I like you bring that up. I like that. So yeah, it's, like he's like a... it's more. It's not like a normal person sitting there, you know, just doing something on their phone or whatever. It's literally like a statue there. Okay. And I got a question too, William. 
would you say that William has an intensity when he looks at things now with like oh yeah dementation and everything like so when he speak everything's like more like like mm, like intense you know what I mean in your face yeah. like that mm-hmm. okay gotcha that's a good point Warren you're looking at these two and you realize like because you haven't interacted with that many kindred other than Jenna and Cynthia you know what I mean and Jenna's kind of like one end of the spectrum and Cynthia's on the other and you're looking at these two and you're getting more of the Cynthia not not saying they're gonna be mean to you I'm not meaning that but just like you're getting more of the Cynthia spectrum of kindred from these two than you do the Jenna does that make sense she looks at you she's like yeah it's it's a symptom of a much larger issue Katow but we can't just go making accusations we can't go doing anything about this because he serves someone who's one of our kind do you understand what I mean by that yes and I think if we need to get to the bottom of whatever happened to Ophelia, we can work together. And as a olive branch, I would like to extend the offers of Warren here to help you out. Warren is an owner of a specific skill set that our my my family feels that we that can be used to help you and thus help us get the information that we need. And you might haven't we seen him before till now. He's been sashed away in the corner somewhere. You know how our type are. Sometimes we like to be alone. And soon those days become years and those years become decades. And then for some whatever reason, you're dragged out of that self-induced seclusion. I mean, we've seen more of each other, and she motions to you, William and Katow, than we've seen, what, 20 years? 10 years? Matter of fact, I met William for the first time simply last year. True enough. Here's the thing, gentlemen. Something's happening in this city. You got that right. Two people from your group are gone. We want to help strengthen you. We want to help you meet the goals that we feel we share with you. Roman needs to go. And for Roman to go, we simply just can't make him disappear. Who does he work for? Why is he doing what he does? What does he do? Why is he here? Why is a Scottish man here? Is it because of Rita Giovanni's here? Or did she bring him here for a reason to do something? That's not even talking about his peculiar tastes. Yes. But rumors do flow around the Giovanni. Yeah, they do. And when there's smoke, there's fire, right? Usually. So, do you accept our offer? Do you accept our offer of friendship? The strength in your group again? Well, so far I've only heard you talk. What does Warren have to say about this? How about this? I'll let you three get to know each other. Warren... You can take a cab home if you wish, or I'm sure one of these gentlemen will give you a ride home. Do you have an issue with that? I'll figure something out. All right, Warren. You have a good evening. And she kind of pats his back, and she's like, you too, and she extends her hand to you, William. You as well. Enjoy your evening. You too, and you too, Katow. Warren will absentmindedly dip his fingers into the scalding hot coffee and just hold them there. You kind of see him doing that, you two, as you guys are sitting there. What does William feel around Warren? Like, are there drops there? Is he like... Mm, no, you don't feel like... No, you're, it's, si- it's you're sitting there looking like at void. him. Yeah, yeah, you don't feel... You don't hear right now, like, anything from... You know what I mean? That ocean or anything to that extent. But you Same. definitely... Give me a... Um, how about this? Are you trying to hide your, your pain right now, Warren? No, not at all. How about you both give me a perception and empathy roll? Okay. Uh, difficulty? 
Uh, let's do six. Received. I got two successes. Two successes, and what about you, Kato? All right, so you both got two successes. How about this, Warren? You ex you explained to them like you know what I mean, what they would perceive by being empathetic towards you. He puts his fingers into the coffee, sort of absentmindedly, without really focusing on it. And then he winces a little bit, but he seems to relax a little at the same time. And his eyes tend to get a little bit sharper focused to them the longer he holds his fingers in the coffee. So he's like one of those people like who like pull their own hairs out of their arms when they're nervous or something like that, right? Sort of, yeah. Like pinch themselves. And when they, not, not even including that, when you normally sit there and talk to him from now on, mm -hmm. would they see like the personal pain that you're going through or anything like that? Mm, probably not. Not unless he's actively injuring himself in some way. All right, definitely. So, okay, scenes on you three. Jenna walks off. Uh, you guys are there on your own. You notice what I just said. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Doesn't that hurt? Yes. So, so I do do it. Why wouldn't I? Because generally things avoid pain. I suppose. All right. So what have you found out so far? And what do you need me to do? We'll figure that out later. First, we want to know more about you. Tell us something about yourself. How you came to meet Jenna, for example. She's a sort of sibling, I guess. So you have the same sire? Yes, we do. Same. Well, yes, and I see. She does seem to care about you. Ah. <sighs> Katow, are you here by car? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm curious. What do you feel you have to... Which do you feel you have to solve this for? For your family or to help us? Both. Really? Yes. Mm. My family wants me to help you, so I'm going to help you. Yeah. Mm. Why you? Why not say Jenna? Because I'm expendable. Huh. That seems like a very harsh view of family. You're telling me. Uh, how long have you been working for your family? Tell us. Hmm. What year is it now? 2010. <sighs> so, maybe 70 years or so, give or take. So, what? You're some thaumaturgical prodigy that... They just keep in their basement whenever they need something? No. They, you know, I'm not particularly knowledgeable in thaumaturgy. Then what are you good at, Warren? Finding things out. I can do that. I've been doing lots of that. I think I'm better at it than the both of you. Maybe. But you're not exactly ins inconspicuous. I'm not inconspicuous. No. You're so quiet that you stand out. I suppose. Katow, why did Jenna do... Why? <sighs> well, he's what we've got. It's what we've got. What did we have before? True, don't lock a gift horse in the mouth and all that. All right. So, we'll give you a chance, okay? 
Okay. You need. He said you needed a lift. I can catch a cab if it's an inconvenience. Oh no, it's no trouble at all. All right. Okay. You mind taking him, William? I have to go meet with uh, a few meetings. I see. Of course, it'll be no trouble for me. Shall we go? But before we do, just give me your number. If we do need your expertise in finding things, we'll let you know. Warren, right? Yes, Warren. He'll give you his uh his number. And your willpower is still four, right, Katow? Yeah. Three successes that time to get into your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you spent the willpower point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your willpower currently now? My current willpower is six. How it works, Katow, is basically where their thoughts are uh, as flowing streams of impressions and images rather than a sequence of prose. Instead of making flat statements like he's planning to kill his former lover, you see a fleeing series of visions, you know, like a couple kissing, da da da, such as that. So that explained it, like, try to explain it that way. Am I making sense? You know what I mean? Rather, like, how yeah, I explain. Uh, okay. So I guess right now, like, he'll sort of have, like, a image of, like, war himself, just be like, just sort of like dismiss, just like, just like, still like uncertainty about him, just like still unsure what the heck to how, how to feel about this guy, and then it'll sort of like shift to a sort of like a sort of like an image of uh, Annabelle and uh, of uh, Carla, and just sort of like trying to, it's almost like a puzzle piece, just like how do they fit together, sort of thing. Okay, so no thought on the meeting that you're going to. <laughs> that, that was a meeting, actually. That was, that oh, was okay. Okay, and then we will cut to. So you guys are all leaving. Katal, you go. What's going on in Katal's head right now? I mean, we just had the flash, I know, but like, I legitimately <laughs> want to know like what's going on in his head right now. So right now, his current game plan is to talk to uh, Annabelle and see, okay, so I know I currently have Carla stashed somewhere. Now I need to find somewhere more permanent for her. So I'm trying to see, okay, can I... Uh, I need to just like, you know, give her to someone I can reliably count on somewhat. And right now, Annabelle is pretty much... And like I don't really have many options that I can reliably say like this person's not you know something bad isn't gonna happen. And so Annabelle's like honestly the only kind of left by this point. Are you gonna call her when you get to your car or what are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, I'm gonna call and just say like hey, I wanna meet and talk about something. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was gonna call you now. Um definitely. Where do you where do you want to meet at when you speak? Uh I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't have to be anywhere. Probably we can meet wherever. Uh... I'll just meet you in front of your apartment. I'm I'm within the area. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, definitely. I'll be there. I'll see you. And as you drive up, you know, you park into the the shitty parking lot that's on the side of your shitty apartment. You know, along with other the, all the other kind of like cars are being hardly being held together. And as you drive into the parking lot, you kind of see like Annabelle sitting on the steps. You know, that lead up into the apartment. You know, outside. And as you come walking around, she kind of like stands up and, you know, is like, this is crazy. How many people I have reaching out to me now? Yeah, you know, like more kindred dying and or mistress moments in like, you know, last two days on like versus like, you know, 20, like 100 years. It's kind of makes people talk. How are you doing with all this? I mean, shit, you know, all three of these people that are gone. Well, it's definitely made me a lot more interested in making people, aside from just you, care whether or not I live or die. Yes, yeah. Because they think they can use us. That's what it is. So, 
two things I got to tell you. Mm. One's good news, I think. The other's probably going to shock you. All right. First good news is I had someone from the Nosferatu reach out to me. He says he wants to broker a meeting between you and someone from his clan that supposedly this Ophelia that you knew had a relationship with who's now in the city. Huh. I guess this person just showed up and is wanting to get to the bottom of what happened to her. Didn't know she knew any of those from uh, Okay, that's... I'll take that into consideration. Okay, what's the... Uh, and she just hands you a piece of paper like from her notepad, you know, folded and hands it to you. Like, this is his number. <sighs> I don't know how to say this, but second is Ty is no longer the sheriff. What? Ty resigned. He's gone. Gone as in what? Gone as in he said, take this job and fucking shove it. And supposedly left. The city or just the job? The city, from what I heard. By the way, supposedly it's because of some Melkavians that were brought over. She was ranting about how, I don't know. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. But guess what? <sighs> now there's five Melkavians, or excuse me, four Melkavians in the city. And supposedly Kimberly has met final death. Uh, uh, I might know a bit more about that. She closes her eyes for a second. And you like, when you say that, you see as she closes her eyes and you see like her throat start to ripple. And, and you, you kind of like, like, what the fuck? And you're like looking at her and you just hear like this guttural, like kind of sound coming from inside her throat. And you see like her eyes open up and she just is like staring like intensely at you right now. You've never seen her stare so hard. You know what I mean? And she speaks and you see kind of like her, 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 her fangs are out just a little bit. You know what I mean? And she's like, what do you mean you know about this? Look, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you this now because the more people who know, are, are aware of this is just. Stop. Stop. Choose your words, what you're about to tell me carefully right now. It was the Malcav one of the Malkavians who killed bugs. One of them, okay. One that's still alive? No. I saw that personally. So you killed Kimberly? Because what I'm hearing is that Kimberly embraced this Malkavian. And this Malkavian went rogue. And he killed Kimberly. And then he met final death. So did you kill the rogue one? Is that who you killed? Yes. Don't tell anyone else this. I wasn't planning to, but things. So I wait, got, you're I telling me you're, the one, who, you're the one who told Ty? Yes. Why did you tell him? I what needed, were you thinking? I needed him. I needed a favor from him. I needed him to do something for me. What did you need him to do for you? What, why couldn't you come to me? Because I didn't know who exactly. I thought I wasn't. I'm not sure what I was thinking. I thought maybe he's. Because Jonathan Chase, he, when he disappeared, not all this stuff, he had a uh, the ghoul. Again, why didn't you come to me? I didn't know whether or not I could trust you in this matter, okay? You are telling me that you don't know if you could fucking trust me and you went to someone outside our clan? Yes, and I'm now telling you're... you that. How often have we talked in the last 20 years? Someone I... made you think you could trust fucking Ty. He knew, but... <sighs> Because of some misconception of fucking romantic relationship that him and that loser fucking sire years had who left you fucking hanging? I admit I this is not a good decision, but please, watch what you say. Yeah, give me a self-control roll difficulty like three. 
I feel if you have to say watch what you say, you know what I mean? Like I got two successes. Okay. So that's good. So you sit there and you, you say that. And there's a moment where like you kind of like step forward a step and, and you, you know what I mean? You kind of say that forcefully and you see there's a moment where like her like glare, you know what I mean? Like, like kind of like dims a little bit and she's like, I'm sorry. I apologize. My emotions got the better of me. I know about that all too well. Katal, we got, you got to be, you got to be careful, Katal. I know. Super That's cute. why now I am coming to you about this. Oh, fuck, Katal. Chase what have you gotten yourself into? I don't know. But here's the thing. Chase's ghoul, he was talking to her about, I don't know, he, I know he, when we talked, he wasn't the kind of kid to care particularly what we thought of him. I do. Uh, he was a bit loose-lipped, if you want to say, and with his ghoul, he might have told her stuff. He stuff he might be able to use. How you just gotta tell me what you're all involved in right now. <sighs> all right. So it's where do we begin? I guess you could say it's all started back last year when those uh, murders were going on, and people wanted to uh, keep a, make sure things got quietly taken care of things got complicated towards the end don't don't tell anyone about this but the, the prince's mother and his sister he ghouled them I, I don't know how long ago like a hundred years ago and he just i heard they told us stories of what he'd done to them back when they were still alive and for decades after he had uh changed not good things at all and well through wasn't i know it wasn't us i just still don't know how the hell but they're dead now we didn't do anything they just something some kind of magic thing i don't know happened and now they're dead and i don't know maybe something i i don't then kimberly the Malkavian came around. She you know, made all the new Malkavians running around. They kill bugs. They, it's <sighs> couple things. Aaron used to tell me when him and I used to spend a lot of time together. He he never outright told me, but he always implied that something about Philip wasn't didn't sit right with him. You never got to know Aaron like I did. You see her like looking at the sidewalk for a second. She goes and sits down on you know what I mean one of the steps. He always made it seem like 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 things weren't as clean cut as they seemed on the outside when it came to our society here in the city. So I'd like to say that I'm. I wish I could say I was surprised to hear what you told me about him, but I'm really not now, which is even more fucked up. It makes me feel fucked up. But you've just told me two different things about these Malkavians, Katal. You told me that one killed bugs, but now you're telling me all four killed bugs you're talking about these three new people that were introduced it's more like they they were involved they didn't exist they weren't they weren't the ones who killed them specifically but they were involved why why have you kept this to yourself i mean you told ty in a roundabout way some of this is there a reason why you you didn't go public with this is a reason like, did you make a deal with them, or what? I, when the Malkavians 
we met with them, and they wanted things to quiet down. And in exchange for making sure things ended peacefully, they gave us the one who killed bugs. So it was the lone wolf. It was kind of someone who went rogue? Yes. Why, why, why did Kimberly bring these people over? What was her rationale? I don't know. She tried to explain it to us. It just was just a crazy nonsense. It, it made no sense to me. Is this what? What happened to Ophelia and Jonathan? I don't know. We think we we went to Ophelia's and there was ash on the ground. We, I have no idea we who may have done it. She sent us an email saying she thought it was text message. But go ahead, yeah. Text message, whatever. Roman Dunster. You heard of him? Roman Dunster. That's. What what does Broman Dunstern have? That's Rio Rita Giovanni's companion. What? Well, let's just say he gets if what I've heard of the prince, uh eh, Roman Dunstern's not too far behind. It depends. So are you looking into him now about the murders of Ophelia yeah. and Jonathan? Have you confirmed? He, he caught a little glimpse of what he's really like last year. How, what 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 did, Oh man, I don't even know if I want to know. What did you catch a glimpse of? Uh, let's just say he likes his food young. You see her just close her eyes and she like looks down at the ground. It's because of him. I got the I got uh got these things. Revolt up sleeve to show off the hair. You lost control, huh? Whatever you saw was that bad. Yeah, wasn't the right. It wasn't that moment, but it it messed with me. Has anyone else reached out to you? Has anyone reached out to you? Well, and here's where the good news. Here's a bit of good news in all this, is that the I know the uh, Tremir. They, they apparently they've are also looking into Roman Dunster. And they don't like him as but just about as much as we don't. You know that's the only clan Jenna has not once reached out. Her and the Nosferatu are the two only clans that haven't like reached out aggressively to try to help take care of us well that's something don't know what it is but it's something but they're interested in this roman thing yeah and we i might have i might have a possible way to help us as a clan what's that well we were talking to ty about this and you know how kimberly the kimberly the was supposed to be the scourge get all the thin bloods out of here or whatever Mm-hmm. We found a couple. Oh, fuck. Katow. And I know you're not going to believe this. I barely believe it. One of them is pregnant. <laughs> the only people who, only other people who know this, uh, as far as I know, are Ty, and I think maybe the Tremere. I don't know exactly. I think Ophelia mentioned she talked to them. I don't even know what to say to all this. I what do you need me to do? Right now... I think that if we if we can, I don't know. If maybe if we can see what we can have the Ch- Carla chases ghoul t- tell us about some kind of leverage over the venture, tr- whatever we could try to like try to introduce uh, one of the thin bloods into the into our clan. See what we can do about that. Okay. Are you working with the Tremere on this Roman thing now? Is that your immediate goal? Yeah, they we just came back from a meeting. They they're sending one of their some guy named Warren. See, they're basically loaning him out to us 
much as a, as a gesture that they're invested in this. I've heard the name, but I've never met him before. Here's what I suggest right now. Contact these Nosferatu, see what they have to offer. Right. Lenny, he seems like an amicable type of person. Contact him, see what he has to offer. Listen, I'll keep fighting my fight. You fight yours. You let me know what you need from me, and I will vice versa. You understand? All right. We cannot hide this anymore. We can't hide stuff from each other. Do you understand, Gato? I'll try. Okay. Call this guy. Do what you got to do. I got to figure something out. And she gets up. You might want to roll down your sleeves. And she just smiles at you and starts walking towards her car in the parking lot. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more.